The Lord says, do not let your heart be overwhelmed. Some of you have been at the place to where you're about ready to throw in the towel, as you've heard it said. But I want you to know, I am always aware of the beginning and the end. And I know my thoughts and my plans for you and your life. And I say to you, do not give up hope. Do not let your heart be overwhelmed. Continue to trust in me. Your emotions will not come in agreement with what I have just said. But I am telling you, the power of my life in you is in full agreement with what I just said. Bring your emotions into subjection to who you are in me. Live victoriously and remember... The power and the life of the Waymaker lives in you, says the Lord. Could you please turn to Psalm 119? Psalm 119. One of the things that I'm going to do tonight, and I hope you're listening as you turn, kind of sometimes when you're looking for a passage in Scripture, you kind of tune out from what the speaker is saying. And I understand that. But what I'm going to do tonight is I am going to reveal to you what is getting ready to happen in this nation. Now, you can call it a thus saith the Lord. I don't care what you call it. But I'm telling you, what I'm going to share with you tonight is getting ready to happen. And not even a miracle of God is going to stop it because God is not going to violate human will especially when it involves his children. Glory to God. Well, anyway, especially when it involves all humans. But, leading into this, Psalm 119, verse 130. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. It giveth discernment, perception, insight, a grasp of reality. Unto the simple. Not just spiritually speaking, but also in the natural. Because the entrance of God's Word gives us ability, gives us the ability to better understand what's really happening in the world. The entrance of thy words giveth light. Okay, what is the opposite of that? Okay, let me say it like this. The non-entrance of your words or a lack of entrance of your words, leaves the individual in darkness, confusion, and with a lack of understanding. That's the opposite. Now, keep that in mind. Earlier this evening, the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, and thank God for Mike DeWine. I mean that. He's, he's, he's good. Um, he held a conference, well, like a video conference. It was at 5.30 this evening. And it had to do with an update concerning 
the COVID-19 crisis here in the state of Ohio. Now, as I was listening, um, you know, I just jotted down a few things that I want to pass along because this ties right into what I'm going to share tonight. I mean, it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yesterday, yesterday, there were 5,900 new cases of COVID-19 in the state of Ohio. As of 5.30 this evening, there were 6,500 new cases of COVID-19 in the state of Ohio. Now, I don't know what it's going to be like by midnight tonight. It's increasing. It's going up. <clears throat> there have been... Uh, there are thousands of people in the hospitals throughout Ohio because of COVID. Some of them are in, are, are in intensive care. And I don't mean to be negative, but the pattern so far <clears throat> this year is that some of those people are going to die. And that's a terrible thing to say, but that's the reality of what's happening <clears throat> here in this state and throughout the United States and throughout the world. The um, he shared how that we're kind of running out of health care workers because some of them have been diagnosed with COVID-19 and they're having to be quarantined. Others are working so many hours they can't go much longer. There comes a point of exhaustion. Let, folks, let me tell you something. One thing you don't want is to be in a in a hospital with a bunch of overworked healthcare workers, nurses, doctors, doesn't matter. Because the more exhausted you are, the more mistakes you can make. Honest mistakes. So we have a not just a COVID-19 crisis, but we also have a healthcare worker crisis. And some people could say, well, sounds like a great opportunity to start a new career. Yeah, but by the time you get trained, <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't just walk into a hospital and say, hey, you know, I'm here to be a nurse, you know, brought my own stethoscope. <laughs> I mean, it just, you can't do that. So, you know, those folks, they need to be added to our, our prayer list, really. Um, Ohio is in a state of emergency. And the... Um, the face covering mandate is still in effect, nose and mouth. And along with that, uh, they have come out, or he has come out, he announced some additional mandates. That in places of business, every place of business, there has to be a sign posted that face coverings are mandatory before you can come in to the business. Along with that, employees are mandated to wear face masks. All citizens are mandated to wear face masks, face coverings, you know, when you go out and do whatever. Now, obviously, when you're in your own car, that's a different story. But this is a mandate. He specifically identified bars, restaurants, and fitness centers. And it was really interesting the way he did this because it was polite, but he was dropping the hammer. And one thing he said was, no more of this outside gathering. No more. 
It's over. That's it. No more. And along with that, he said, now I'm, I'm putting this in my words because I don't remember the word for word that he said, but basically what he said was to the bars, the fitness centers, the restaurants, if you can't get your act in gear, we're going to close you down. And the state is developing a, a task crew, and they're going to go throughout the state. And they're going to be going into businesses, especially bars, restaurants, and fitness centers, to check and make sure that the rules are being followed. And if they aren't, they're going to get a written notice, a written warning. If it happens a second time, they will be closed for a minimum of 24 hours. Now, he didn't go beyond that. <laughs> but I can pretty well guarantee you if, you, if you are closed for 24 hours and then you reopen and you're still, you know, flaunting the regulations, there's a good chance you could end up not necessarily being closed, but fined so much you can't stay in business. And rightfully so. You know, the whole thing with the face masks and the, the well, we all know about the hand washing, the hand sanitizing, but the face mask, I mean, guys, look, this is not that much different from speed limits. You know, I shared that example before. Why do we have speed limits? Well, for the safety of the citizens, for people's safety so they don't get killed or hurt. That's why we have speed limits. Why do you have seat belts in your cars? For your protection. And if you don't wear a seat belt, guess what? You can be arrested. You can be fined. You can be given tickets and so forth if you don't wear a seatbelt. I, I remember, and some of you folks that are like, you know, older, like me, <laughs> you can remember when seatbelts were not mandatory. You can remember when cars didn't have seatbelts. I remember uh, my first car was a 1962 Chevrolet Biscayne. Name was a tank. Had no seatbelts. But when I got that car, my dad paid this guy $300 for it. When I got that car, first thing dad did, he went to Maine Auto Parts and bought a seatbelt kit and installed it there in that car. It was the front seat. Installed that seatbelt kit. I mean, he had to drill through the floorboard, bolt things in and all this other. He did that. And I have always, and this was before it was a law. To wear a seatbelt. And I've always worn my seatbelt. Always. And it was interesting. Back when I, uh, before it was a law, and I was wearing my seatbelt, there were some people, oh, you know, what do you, wear your seatbelt? Yeah, you know, I just do it. Just, I made it a habit from day one. Literally from day one. So I have absolutely no compassion for anybody who gets hurt. I mean, I have limited compassion for anybody who gets hurt in a car wreck because they weren't wearing a seatbelt. It's like, you know better. You know better. Now, I do feel for you, and I do have compassion, but at the same time, hey, you know better. And those of you here in the church, if I'm ever in a car with you, and you're not wearing your seatbelt, I'll say something. And if you make me get out and walk, I don't care, I'll get out and walk. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but I'm just telling you, that's the way it is. Now, he did not mention churches. But he did say, gatherings, social gatherings should be limited to ten people. And he did say, you know, this time of year, you really have to watch your words when it comes to restricting gatherings. 
Because he did mention Thanksgiving. And what he said was, you know, unless you really have to go out, and if you feel like you just, just, you just have to be with people, then at least wear your face mask when you're with them. He could have said, listen, the way that COVID's been going in the state of Ohio, he could have said, that's it. No gatherings. He could have. But he didn't. But quite frankly, after hearing him today, I would say, whatever your plans are for Thanksgiving, rethink. For safety's sake. And again, he didn't mention churches. Restrictions on churches. However, guys, just because you go to church, it doesn't mean you automatically have protection. You know, it's amazing. Times like this, it's amazing how many people all of a sudden are faith giants. <laughs> like, seriously? And uh, why go to church? Well, there's a story in the Bible. One guy got killed in church. I mean, seriously, you know, he thought he was going to be saved, grabbed a hold of the horns of the altar. The king said, kill him anyway. Just go, go kill him. And they killed him. The point I'm making is this. Yeah, there is divine protection. But at the same time, you know, God doesn't protect foolishness. Now, I'm not saying that we're going back to restrictions here. But what I am saying is, it could get to that. To where we go back to... No attendance, streaming only, and so forth. I'm hoping it doesn't go that route. But we are going to honor and respect our leaders. But at the same time, one of the things that he brought up... Oh, did you know that that some people believe that wearing the mask is the mark of the beast? I'm not making that up. There are those... Please don't tell me you're sitting here thinking, you mean it's not? (laughs) Glory to God. One of the things that he brought up is the fact that it's very possible that by December they may have the vaccine ready to administer to people. He said, we're waiting on that, we're waiting to see, but it is a possibility. And there will be a priority relative to who gets it first. For example... Um, obviously, you're, you know, healthcare workers, you want them to have it. And he mentioned uh, those like in nursing homes and so forth, the elderly. Um, thankfully, that doesn't apply to me. Glory to God. <laughs> Maybe in about 20 or 30 years it will. But anyway, uh, there will be a, a priority based upon the availability of the vaccine. Well, praise God for that. And we're waiting for it. We'll see how it goes. But that leads right into the message for tonight. I mean, this, what he shared, I thank God I was able to watch it on TV, or on the TV, on the, the computer, because it just, it's so perfect for this message. And here's what's coming. The moment that that vaccine is announced as being, yep, here it is, we're going to start administering it. You're going to hear, well, I don't know how many of you will hear this. It just depends on your involvement on social media, who your friends are, so on and so forth. But one of the things that you're going to hear 
is that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. They have. Uh, well, they already have. <laughs> they already have. But it once it, once it's announced that the vaccine is ready and they're going to start administering it, there is going to be an, just a flood of that stuff rising up. Now, Psalm 119.130. That right there is your answer to understanding these things. And I, I don't, I'm trying, I really don't want to be cruel to people because there are folks I know who believe this. Good people believe this. Um, but as of now, and, well, why do they say that? Why do, why do they say that the, um, the COVID-19 vaccine is the mark of the beast? Here's why. Because they say that it's going to have these, you know, super microscopic nanotechnology nanobots. And that when they inject you with this, they'll be injecting those little nanobots into your body. And they will be transmitters. And they are going to transmit information about your health. They will transmit information about your entire health history. They will transmit information about um, your location, where you are. They will track everything that you do, so on and so forth. And they say, okay, and that is, they say, that's the mark of the beast. Well, as I stand here right now, as of this day, the COVID-19 virus cannot in any way, shape, or form be the mark of the beast. It is impossible. You hear me? Impossible. Cast that imagination down. Now, for those of you about ready to turn the computer off, hear me out, please. All I'm asking you to do is just listen, okay? Just listen. Because you have listened so much to the other side, all of the we have proof, we have confirmation, here's the patent that Bill Gates applied for. You've listened to so much of that. Okay, at least be willing to listen to what I'm sharing tonight. And I'm telling you, it's impossible for the COVID-19 virus vaccine to be the mark of the beast. Now, let's talk about this. They talk about, um, well, these nanobots, they're going to have all this information about your health, including your entire health history. And those nanobots are going to be transmitting all this information, you know, to the cloud, to servers, wherever these servers are. And that that information is going to be available and et cetera and so forth. Okay, now, um, here's what you don't know, or some of you may not know this. Your health information is already available. It's already in the cloud. It's already on servers. Every aspect of your health information is already there. What you may not know is that there is a, an organization called MIB. It's the um, something information, Medical Information Bureau. The Medical Information Bureau. It is owned and operated by 430 insurance companies in the United States and Canada. It is the clearinghouse for all of your medical information. Have you ever been to a doctor? Guess what? Information is out there. And what happens is, and you may not know this, but whenever you apply for insurance, it could be not, you know, health insurance, uh, 
But it could also be car insurance, life insurance, home insurance. There's a good chance that the insurance company is going to contact the MIB and get a medical report on you to find out how much of a risk you are when it comes to insuring you and your car and your home. I'm not making this up. I've had interaction with the Medical Information Bureau because an insurance company told me, according to the records, you have. And I don't got none of that. And I had to go through the process of working with the MIB and they finally admitted that some of the information they had about me was wrong because somebody had submitted it under my name incorrectly. Now, <laughs> are you starting to wonder about your own record? You should. Go online, M-I-B. M as in mighty men of God. Medical Informa Information Bureau, M-I-B. You are allowed one free report from them per year. And they will mail it to you. You have to go online, apply for it, and so forth. They'll send it to you. And whatever they have, you can see. And if there's something on there that shouldn't be on there, you need to get back in touch with them. And, and I'm just giving you a heads up. It won't be that easy. You can't just call them and say, oh, that's wrong. And then they'll say, oh, sorry, and take it off. No, you have to go through a process for it to be reviewed and removed. M-I-B. Look it up. I'm Seriously. This information is out there. So when it comes to your health insurance, I mean your, your health condition, it's out there. Insurance companies, they have records on you. Um, lending institutions and credit agencies will sometimes access the MIB to get your health history to find out if they want to loan you money. You didn't know that, did you? Oh, yeah, that goes on. And as far as health information is concerned... This is the one that really cracks me up, sort of. All these people that buy these smartwatches. Yeah, what Fitbit. Fitbits and all those other things that track all their health stuff, their pulse, their heart rate, all this other. And it, that information gets transmitted where? Yeah, uh-huh. You don't even think about that. The point I'm making is when it comes to your health being being tracked, guys... It's already out there. The Medical Information Bureau was formed in 1902. Over 100 years, that organization has been collecting information. It's based in Massachusetts. They've been collecting information. So, you know, you can talk about Big Brother all you want, and you can talk about, I ain't taking that vaccine. They'll know all about my health history. That information's already out there. If they want to know your health history, if the government wants to know your health history, they can get it. They don't need to shoot you up with a vaccine that's got little robots in there, you know, sending information to the cloud. They can get it. They've been able to get it now for decades. Right along with that. If they inject you with the vaccine, it's got the nanobots in there, and they'll be able to track everything that you do. <laughs> As though they can't already. <laughs> Do you have a laptop? Do you ever take your laptop with you? Do you realize the moment you turn it on, you're telling the world where you are? Every computer, and I didn't look up this term, but every computer has an identification number. It's about like 30, 40 digits long. And it's specific exclusively 
to your computer. And every computer has one. So wherever that computer is, the moment it's on the Internet, whoever wants to know where you are, if they want to go... Right now, seriously, there is... um, And I forget the name of it. There's a program I can use, you can use. If you send me an email, I can find out exactly where you are at the moment you send that email. I can track you. You could be on vacation in Florida and tell me you're at work here in Ohio. (laughs) And I can find you. I'll know where, I'll know what beach you're on. I'm not making this up. If I can do this, guess what? The nanobot people don't need nanobots to do this. That's your laptop. Do you know that your car, well, the the newer cars, not the really old ones, but like in the last 15 plus years, vehicles have had a GPS system installed. And they know where you are, everywhere you drive. You say, well, sometimes I'll loan my car to people. Okay, great, fine. They know where your car is. They even know, do you know that there are some insurance companies will tap into the GPS to find out how fast you've been driving and raise your rates if you speed too much? Yep. Yep. Yeah, you, yep. you're glad you came tonight, aren't you? You're learning a whole <laughs> You're going to start thinking I work for the government. I kind of, what else does he know? <laughs> All right, you know that dinner you had last night? Let me tell you, too much salt. You had... <laughs> Now, your vehicles have GPSs on them. They, they know everywhere the vehicle goes. Not only that, how many of you have one of these right here? It's called a cell phone. See that? Okay, you know what? Your cell phone has a tracking device in it. They know. They can, they can tell you where you've been for the last whoever knows how long. Because they know everywhere you go. The point I'm getting at when it comes to tracking you, they can track you. And they don't need to inject you with little microscopic nanobots. But right along with that, right along with that, you help them. You help the whole world know everything you do by social media. (laughs) Tippy tap, tippy tap, 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 tap. We're getting ready to go on vacation to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Leaving tomorrow. So excited. We'll be there for a week. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Be staying at the Whoop-de-Doo Hotel. Uh-huh. People post that stuff. And so, yeah, it's like, well, I don't want... They're not going to track me. <laughs> you're telling everybody else to track you. We know where you... T- and, and then you take all these pictures while you're on vacation. You post all these pictures. It's like, okay, we know where you are right at that moment. Standing here in front of the statue of... You know, some ugly woman. (laughs) Okay, well, we know where you are. People take pictures of their meals. This is one of the best steaks we've had. The Louis Paluli Steakhouse on 5th Street here. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? You leave markers in your life. You, You take pictures of your kids. Of everything that goes on. You tell everybody, you know, I was driving today and such and such and this person pulled out in front of me in a gray, this, that, and on and on it goes. You take pictures of your new car. Oh, we're so happy. And, and you don't realize, you know, you got pictures of the license plate too. So, and you're worried about a nanobot? Seriously? 
You're telling the world, here I am. Thieves love it. Oh, you're, you're in Florida right now. I mean, you're going to be gone right now. Hmm. <laughs> we just installed a new security system in our home. The password is... <laughs> Please don't tell anybody. (laughs) Are you starting to understand what I'm saying? All this stuff about they're not going to inject me with the vaccine. It's got those nanobots because it will enable Big Brother to, and then everything that you say it's going to enable Big Brother to do, pretty much it's already happening. So... This, turn over to Revelation 13. Revelation 13. Now, in Revelation 13, let's just begin in verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seed and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon and gave power unto the beast, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed." And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Okay, right there, that passage, Revelation 13, is the passage which gives us this image that there's going to be this thing called the mark of the beast. I mean, it's right there. This is it. Revelation 13. This is where we find it. Now, we just read through this entire chapter. And I hope you noticed that when it comes to this entire chapter, there is not one mention 
about tracking people. It's not in there. It's, it is not in there. Along with that, the only thing, well, there's also nothing in there about tracking your health information. Okay? There's also, um, when you look at this, what you see is commerce is specifically identified. Commerce. Buying and selling. That's it. Commerce. If you don't have the mark, you cannot buy, you cannot sell. doesn't say you can't go to a doctor. It just says you cannot buy and you cannot sell. Commerce is identified. In fact, really, nothing else in here is identified with the mark other than commerce. Do you understand that? We just read it. And I'm, I'm not trying to confuse you here. But what we do see is that this is all about a religious system. There, you, we talk about the false prophet. We talk about, you know, here the dragon, the beast, and so forth. A lot of imagery. But everybody's supposed to be worshiping this system. What's called the beast system. Everybody's supposed to be... See, we read it, right? We read it. Everybody's supposed to worship it. This is about a religious system. A religious system. Now, for COVID-19, for the vaccine to be the mark of the beast, the only way that can happen is if it is directly connected to a person being able to conduct all forms of commerce. All forms of commerce. Not just going to the grocery store, but every aspect of commerce, buy or sell. Do you understand what I'm saying? So for the mark, for, for the, uh, the vaccine to be the mark, it has to, to be the factor that determines whether or not you can be involved in commerce. Along with that, for the vaccine to be the mark, it has to be directly related to some kind of religious system. It has to be. There is no option in this. So when it comes to the uh, the whole thing about the the nanobot technology and it's going to be part of the vaccine and and it's going to be the mark of the beast, it's not going to be the mark of the beast. It can't be. Remember Psalm one nineteen one thirty. The entrance of thy words giveth light. Okay, I, we have just read Revelation thirteen. That should be enough word to give you understanding that the the vaccine is not going to be the mark of the beast because of how it's defined and explained here in Revelation 13. So what does that mean? Well, unless they come along and say, all right, we're going to give you this, but you've got to worship this way and you cannot buy or sell. Okay, at that point, yeah, now you're talking about something that's connected to the mark of the beast. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? I'm getting some looks like you don't really know what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe you should listen to the message Another, anyway, but along with that, the nanobot technology that has been associated with a vaccine for COVID-19, what I don't understand is, why haven't all of the conspiracy, it's the mark of the beast people, complained about this beforehand? You say, well, what do you mean? Well, here's something else you may not know. Research has been going on for 
quite a number of years to develop nanotechnology nanobots that will be trained to, when they're injected into the, the human body, they will be on a search and destroy mission looking for cancer. And they believe it will be a cure for cancer if they can perfect this. And what that means is they give you an injection and these super little microscopic little robot things are now flowing through your system and when they find cancer, they attack it and they kill it. <laughs> Think Pac-Man. <Okay. laughs> Seriously. You know that video game, Pac-Man. Okay, that's kind of what it is. You know, <laughs> you'd be laying in bed at night and you hear this, <laughs> not really. But the point I'm getting at is we are so close to having a vaccine available. And you're going to have people out there and they're going to say, no, you need to watch this video. You know, forget that Pastor Martin, he doesn't know squat. You need to watch this video. You need to read this article because it's proven. It Everybody knows this. But you, you ignorant thing, you need to do... I mean, listen, there are people out there that are upset with me because I've been talking about the vaccine and how it may be available soon, so on and so forth. I mean, really upset with me because I've been accused of telling people that when the vaccine is available, that I'm telling them to take the mark of the beast. Now, guys... According to Scripture, and the way that the mark of the beast is described, the vaccine can't be the mark. It can't be unless they come along and say, you either take this, or you can't buy or sell anything, no matter what it is you want to buy and sell, you can't buy or sell anything, and you've got to be involved in worshiping such and such. Otherwise, it's not the mark. It's not at all the mark. Now, whether or not you want to take the vaccine... That's, that's up to you. I mean, you can pray about it, whatever. That is your choice and your decision. I'm not telling you, everybody better take the vaccine. What I am telling you is, if you choose to take it, please don't think you've lost your salvation. Please don't think you're going to hell. Because that's not the case. As far back as I can remember, as a kid growing up in church, Christians all over the place jumped on Every bandwagon of every new something and guaranteed it was the mark. They guaranteed, you know, that the, the barcode thing, well, that's the mark. The tracking chip they were going to put under your skin, well, that's the mark. And yet, every time people would come up with this kind of stuff, you know, they stand up and they, they preach it. It's, uh, it's the mark and, and uh, if you don't believe it, well, you're you're they, well, you get labeled as being blind and ignorant, misguided, deceived. You're a bunch of bumbling fools. And if you disagree with me telling you these things, well, then as technology changes, we've got a new mark. And then the new thing, that's the mark, and you're a fool if you don't believe it. And then another thing comes along, that's the mark, and you're a fool. But what about the other thing that was the mark? Oh, well, those people were wrong. Yeah, but you're the one that said it. <laughs> Even so, I have just read to you one chapter, and you read it with me. The entrance of thy word gives light, gives understanding to the simple. We've read one chapter, just one chapter in the entire Bible, to prove that the mark of the beast is not the COVID-19 vaccine. How long did that take us? 
I mean, to just read that, let alone for me to explain it. In a service lasting less than one hour, we have clarified this issue, have we not? Why is that so difficult for all the people out there involved with these conspiracies? You know, preaching them and, and so forth. How come they're not into the Word? I, I'm, again, I'm not trying to be mean or critical, but what I'm saying is, guys, look. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth out of the mouth of God. That's What does that mean to you? Every word that, that means the whole Bible here. We're supposed to live by that. And the entrance of thy word gives light, gives understanding to the simple. Guess what? God's word has entered tonight. It's given us light. It's given us understanding. We may have been um, unknowing when we first came in here tonight, but now we know. And for those who uh, maybe have believed that the vaccine is the mark of the beast, okay, now you're kind of challenged. What are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with the way it's revealed in Scripture? This, see, this is no different from all the people throughout the years who have positively identified the Antichrist. And these people that they've said were the Antichrist, you know, they've died <laughs> before they got to be the Antichrist. You know, kind of makes you feel sorry for them, doesn't it? <laughs> Hitler was supposed to be the Antichrist. Well, how'd that work? You know... Ronald Reagan was supposed to be the... You know why they said Ronald Reagan was... Ronald Wilson Reagan. Six letters in his in each you know first, middle, last name. Six, six, six. They said, okay, that's, that's him. He's it. All these people, <clears throat> all these leaders, all these... Bill Gates, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, on and on it goes. Now, for those of you that have not seen it, I taught a series on end-time prophecy this year down in Florida. Now, it was six sermons. The, it, it's not the, the full, complete identification, explanation of every verse in the Bible dealing with end-time events. But it really brings about I personally, I believe one of the most eye-opening teachings concerning the mark of the beast and that whole beast system that I've ever heard in my life. And if you have never seen it, but you would like to, it's available at our website. It's available at our YouTube channel. You can watch it. Or, if you would like to receive the DVDs, we'll make them available to you. We'll send you a set. And we won't charge you for it. Now, you know, you want to send an offering, thank you, because we don't get our supplies for free. But it's six DVDs. And you'll get to watch this. And on these DVDs, I use PowerPoint presentations, so you're going to see graphics. It's incredible. And I give God the glory for revealing these things to me. And if you if you want that, please, request it, go online, watch it, whatever. It's available. And it will, if you're teachable, it's going to clear up a whole lot. The reason, again, that I'm sharing this with you tonight is because the moment that vaccine is ready to be administered, there is a possibility you might have Christian friends and family members who are really come against you if you want to take it. 
tell you you're going to hell or tell you you've lost your salvation or you know tell you that's the mark of the beast or whatever. Okay, this message tonight, you need it. You need it. And even if you don't retain this information, you know, you may need to listen to it more than once, but even if you don't retain this information, you at least can pass the message along to people and let them listen. Because think of it this way. You know, granted, I understand about faith and, you know, by Jesus stripes we were healed, so on and so forth. I get that. But you know what? For a lot of people, the vaccine could be the difference between living and dying. And I mean Christians too. Because what about Christians that don't even believe in divine healing? You know, they they don't even buy into, by Jesus stripes I was healed. You know what? The vaccine may be the thing they need. Because the way it stands right now, that vaccine, or the COVID-19 virus, the way it stands right now, and this could change, I agree. But as it stands right now, it's never going to go away until there's a new heaven and a new earth, and the old is completely burned up. The mumps is still here, that virus. Measles, chicken pox, smallpox, all these things are still out there. They have not been eliminated they are out there. And so this, yeah, it's going to be around. So what we then do is prevent and do our best to keep it from rearing its ugly head again. Now, uh, again, when it comes to the whole aspect of taking the, the vaccine, if you choose not to take it, well, I won't be offended. If you choose to take it, I won't be offended. <laughs> it's up to you. So again, please do not think I'm saying this is what you have to do. I'm not. I'm just letting you know if you choose to, you're okay with God. Alright? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, now, concerning the election, if you have your special confessions for the 2020 election, get those out. We're going to go through those here in closing. How many of you saw the announcement that Georgia is going to do a complete recount. They basically threw up their hands and said, you know what, we're not dealing with this anymore. We're going to start over and count everything again. Well, I say, may every fraudulent vote be discovered in the process and tossed out. May every hidden vote for Donald Trump be found. Guys, I was going to show you something tonight and read something different for you. In other words, I didn't... I did not know ahead of time this was the direction the uh, service was going to go tonight, but this coming Sunday morning, if I can get it all put together, there's a video I'm going to show you, and then there's some things I'm going to read to you, um, you know, about all this. But I'm kind of stalling here to give you time to get those confessions out. <laughs> the special confessions, what it says right at the top, special confessions for the 2020 election. And for those of you who don't have them with you, um, maybe we need to get you a vaccine for forgetfulness or something. <laughs> there, um, there are some more copies in the back. Or if you want to look on with somebody whilst trying to maintain social distance, <laughs> you can do that too. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, but it's not over. And I'm not going to go too much into this because of what I'll be sharing on Sunday morning. But already one uh, leading Democrat has come out and said, this is crazy. 
And now I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said, no way should anybody win an election like this. And this guy's a Democrat. And he, he started talking about, here's what we Democrats have done. And he started talking about how they fixed elections. How they get fake votes in. When they do it. Yeah, I mean, he's telling this. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> we'll try to remember that next time around. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, it, it, it's not over. And I'm not saying every Democrat is a scoundrel, but a lot of them are. And they've proven it. You know, it, it sounds like, well, you know, you don't have any compassion, Brother Martin, but the thing is, guys, when you can just watch TV and hear them lie, I mean lie, and then when they get caught in lies, they never come back and say, well, yeah, we lied. I mean, come on. This is wrong. But nevertheless, Jesus, He's still Lord. So let's go ahead and work our way through this. Father, I present myself to you as one who is willing to make up the hedge. And you can read with me here if you, you know, it's like a group thing we're going to do, all right? <laughs> let's go ahead and start over again. We'll reboot. <laughs> Get your nanobots working here, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Ready? Father, I present myself to you as one who is willing to make up the hedge and stand in the gap before you on behalf of this election. I come against a spirit of confusion that would want to impact the way the votes are counted. I declare the spirit of confusion bound in Jesus' name. According to the power and authority given to me by God in Jesus' name, I speak to you, spirit of confusion, and I command that you silence your tongue and cease your actions. You will not have an impact on this election. I come against every principality, power, ruler of darkness, and spiritual wickedness that would present a stronghold against the man God knows should be elected. I speak to you and command you to be cast out now in Jesus' name. Jesus has given to me the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever I loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Satan, you and all your devils are bound concerning this nation and this election. None of your plans for interfering with this election will succeed. I call the Father's will to be accomplished. Jesus has completely and totally defeated you and all of your principalities, powers, and devils. He made an open show of you and triumphed over you for all eternity. He has given to me that same victory. I call you and everything about you and your devils completely, totally, and thoroughly defeated in this election. Satan, you and your devils have lost. The victory of Christ is known in this election. You cannot think straight to carry out your plans. You speak against other devils and your house is divided. It cannot stand. It has come to an end. You are thoroughly and utterly defeated. You walk in blindness. Division has filled your camp. Lord, make your words in our mouth fire and may the plans of the enemy be as wood consumed and devoured by that fire. Set ambushments against all those who are trying to interfere with and alter the outcome of this election. May confusion fill their camps as it did in the camps of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. May they devastate each other. May their plans and agendas collapse at their feet. Just as you revealed to Elisha the plans of the Syrian army, expose the plans of the liberals who are trying to corrupt this election. 
Father, as heirs of salvation, we ask that angels be dispatched to assist these things to be done. Angels, go to your assignments as the Father directs. Enforce the victories we have spoken this day and drive back the forces of evil. Father, we offer up prayer in the Spirit and ask that the Holy Spirit pray through us your perfect will concerning the outcome you desire for this election. Jesus, the government of your kingdom rests upon you. Likewise, I say that the government of this nation rests on you. May the man the Father wants as our president be elected. May all the votes cast for him be brought to light. Father, this battle is not ours, it is yours. You are with us. O God, we praise you and we worship you, for your mercy endureth forever. We praise you for the beauty of your holiness. We praise you for our salvation. We exalt you and glorify you for the victory in this election. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We praise you, Jesus. Glory and honor to you, Father. Glory and honor to you, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. We praise you. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We bless you. We honor you. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Your mercy endures forever. Your mercy endures forever. Glory and honor to you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. You know, there in the Old Testament, where it talks about that the people began to praise the Lord, and that God set ambushments against Moab, Mount Seir, and, and Ammon. You know, that happened in the Old Testament, but guys, that principle is still true today. It hasn't changed. When we worship, just like what we were doing right now, that's giving God an avenue for to... Release those ambushments. Whatever that means. We continue to fight. And and the thing is, the move of God is not dependent upon who gets elected in any election. I don't care if it's mayor, governor, president, dog catcher. It doesn't matter. God is still God. And He knew before the foundation of the world Everything that was going to happen in every government and every nation throughout all of history. So he already knows what to do and how to deal with it. Glory to God. 